When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Challenge Rider Dies or Half Up podcast for episode nine. I am Brian Coach. With me, as always, is my co-host, Alex. Alex, how are you? Sup, snitch? <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't tag uh, Miss Olivia in our great quality content. We take uh, can't do that. I mean, we've had the RHAP official social media snitch on us. I've had listeners snitch on us. We've had RHAP out of context. But to see that the call was coming from inside the house. It's funny. I didn't even think it was that mean to Olivia. <laughs> it, so, uh, first of all, did you think I was going to forget after a week? You're eight of us? Of course not. I, yeah, I think uh, France is putting me in on Saturday because nothing gets past me. Um, yeah. It was. It really wasn't bad, but my philosophy is like, I don't want to bring attention to anything remotely negative at like mm-hmm. somebody's doorstep. And I did say on the show, like I took a little ding of like, she. For anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about, Brian is a prolific TikToker, and you should follow him. I don't know the at, so you should start plugging your TikTok too. By the I way, should. I should. I should. What is the at? It is Brian Cohen twenty eight. I, I should change the name. I should give her the number. <laughs> The underscore going Brian. I guess I should keep it consistent, right? Just keep it calm, Brian underscore. Maybe I'll change it to that. Brand building. Here we go. Um, But I'm a fan of Brian's prolific challenge TikToks. And so he has started to clip, cut some clips, uh, which is great. And then he cut a clip of me saying last week, like, Olivia, like, we support not chasing men, even though you did chase men on Love Island. And then Brian had a great line about you don't need a man. And uh tags her. I'm like, get out of here. 
<laughs> you know, it's funny. This is now the second time though I tagged her. I tagged her in the one I did a couple weeks ago uh, during the very slow elimination. It's not a, not a like, not a comment, not a retweet. I put it on Twitter too. I would thought. I mean, how many freaking matches is Olivia really getting on social media? That if she gets tagged in a clip from a podcast or the show that she can't acknowledge, I felt kind of hurt. Like, well, come on, give me some, uh, give me some love. Oh my god, men are so cringe. <laughs> I'm, I'm very upset because tonight I've been working on a TikTok, and I just oh. cannot find the I can't I can't find the correct audio for it, and it's like very upsetting. Um, like I know what the audio I want, but like the TikTok search engine, I thought it was really good, but searching for this a specific audio is really really frustrating. Sometimes I almost messed this TikTok to call to help me out. I might do that after it, but I have like a great concept of a TikTok. So hopefully by the time this uh, this posts, it, it is on uh, Brian Cohen twenty eight on TikTok. So we can't get that. a preview. We so, have to wait. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll storyboard. Where are your priorities? Where are your challenge priorities, Ryan? Let me storyboard it because this, I mean, this episode is really the only thing we did have to talk about is the draft. So. Oh, we it have is, so much excess shit to discuss. So I'm glad this is perfect. Nothing yeah. is going to be about this episode. So I have the vision in my head of how they're talking about how, oh, it's like one really juggernaut team and you got like the misfit team over here. And I want to like do like a flashback. The Gauntlet Three, when like the rookies won because Big Easy died, and then War of the Worlds <laughs> Two, when it was like Jordan, PP, and the Little Misfits, and they beat, and when Napoli died, and I'm like, oh, you know, this is like a flashback of what's coming ahead, and I want to do the TikTok song of Taylor Swift being like, like I, what is it? I, I think I've seen this film before, and I didn't like the ending, but there's a remix to it where it's like <laughs> I like the ending, and I've been searching for that specific audio, and I just can't find it and it's killing me so if anyone's listening to this and i haven't posted on tiktok yet and you can find that audio please send me a tiktok of that audio so i can use it <laughs> all i can see is the charlie day meme of like the red string on the, on the bulletin board he's like but there's a remix and i cannot find it no i had like such a brain blast while i was watching it the way they were like talking about how the teams look so uneven this is like a disaster one team so much stronger like we've seen this play out multiple times on the show it's all set up for like just like Jordan, Tori, and like Norris as like a team of three, to like win the <laughs> final against like the entire team uh, on the other side. It's like all set up for them for the taking. I just want to like get that preview out ahead of time so I can call my shot. Well, yeah, I mean, I I love this again. I, I was not. Sometimes I give compliments and they seem sarcastic. I'm I'm being very serious. People should follow uh, Brian on TikTok. Um, he's a prolific TikToker. He's the PVS. He's the Plainview Sue. What Plainview Sue is to Twitter, Brian Cohen is to TikTok. It's on my Twitter profile now too. What? Read it out. What is it? Or no, no, we we're still teasing that. I feel like right. We teased that last last a couple weeks ago to drive traffic to Cohen Brian yeah. underscore. It's a living, breathing organism. My Twitter bio. So now it's in there. <laughs> I I I don't have. Should I solicit submissions? I don't have a Twitter bio. Yeah, so you I haven't in it. years. You had no, you've had a few things pop up along the time. I think did you have like an Akiva quote in there once for a little while? One I time I had to do a wooga because I lost a bet on Yeah, that's, maybe that's what it was. Maybe that's what it was. <laughs> I had a Puya quote for a long time, and that was maybe good. that's what it was. But then I changed it and then it's like you can't really go back. So mm-hmm. I just deleted it. But if anyone has any suggestions, you know, what do I mm-hmm. care? Um, that's not bad. What do I care is pretty good. Uh, Nolan Lance wrote to us a, a nice comment. And one of the things they said were, uh, Brian was on one and, uh, you, you remain on one. We can confirm. 
I love one of the reviews said, I love when Brian listens to the official podcast and reports back his information. I'm like, sure, give me credit for something I don't do. I love that. I actually watched a clip from the uh, podcast this week. So that's a little teaser. We did a little social media this week. So I had to fill in some of the gaps. Programming note at the top. So if people tune out before the end, they don't complain. We will not have a next an episode. We will not have a next week. Next week is canceled for everyone. <laughs> we will not have a next time on. <laughs> uh, we'll be back in two weeks. I, we didn't discuss that. I could do it in two weeks. So, oh, yeah, so no, at least one of us will be here over the Christmas just, time. <laughs> it is so perfectly us, though, to take uh, the week that is not impacted <laughs> by Christmas and New Year's off, like the week before that. That's, uh, uh, you know, that's an interesting move. Although that is kind of what I'm doing for work. So I guess I can't complain. <laughs> And Thanksgiving for the people who brought you a Thanksgiving right. record comes That's very true. <laughs> a December fifteenth hiatus. Make, <laughs> we can make we can make Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's work, but not the middle of December. <laughs> um, but you know that's fine. I feel like most podcasts take a hiatus on the holidays, and we were there for you. And now your regularly mm-hmm. scheduled programming will be there. The Survivor finale will just happen, so Rob will have six thousand hours of content, right, that's and true. you won't even miss us. Mm-hmm. Maybe all the other challenge official pods will take the last two weeks of December off and we'll skyrocket in the rankings <laughs> when we're churning out the content. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I have a question. Speaking of churning things out, sure. I watched this episode and noticed that it's okay. in episode nine. I know, right? Shocking. <laughs> and I like sort of had a reaction, but I don't know what the reaction was. Like, is the season moving quickly or is it moving slowly or is the answer both? So I think it's been moving at a pretty good pace. I worry about what it's about to take a turn to now, but I feel like on a normal pace season, this would be, you know, we're more than halfway through. I think we knocked out like at least half the teams. I feel like there's been a steady, you know, strategy talk. And I I feel like it hasn't slowed really. And also, I don't know, but I'm in the minority because I'm liking the season. I feel like other people hate it. Um, But now I worry that's probably going to move towards like guy guy day girl day with the teams and such and stuff like that so i worry that's going to slow it down because i feel like we talked at the start of the season it's supposed to be like 20 episodes right so like just at the halfway part if somebody wrote to us i think like 23 episodes and it was like a minor part of the comment and you were like we can we go back to that was that, <laughs> is that an estimation i was like i don't know <laughs> i mean 23 episodes that's still like so much more like i like I mean, how there's 14 people left right now, or 16 people left. I don't even know how we're supposed to get 13 more episodes, 14 more episodes. That's crazy. I mean, we the other headline besides just the draft itself is is the format where we speculated at the very, I think, in the preview podcast. Or do we even have a preview? First episode, whatever we first did. First episode. Um, that uh, that it wouldn't be ride or dies all the way to the end. But I think yep. last week we considered a reshuffling of pairs. Mm-hmm. Or like, uh, you know, a la whatever, what God, what season was it where they could like, if you won the elimination, you could choose to like switch pairs. So it would go that way. Spies, lies, or allies. I think uh, it was that one. Mm-hmm. Or it would, be, it would be like, uh, you know, individuals. I did not see two teams coming, although it was really right there. It was. And especially because even though it's like ride or dies, it is a lot of like family connections. And this is exactly what they did for bloodlines. Like they had, I mean, they pulled the plug on bloodlines quicker to the teams. I think that was after only like three or four weeks. But this is exactly what they did. They morphed into teams with the bloodlines on opposite sides. And I'm curious if we actually are going to single elimination, or if there is going to be some level. I don't think there is based on how they're talking 
the connection to your ride or die because in bloodlines uh no matter like which team won or lost if your bloodline went into elimination and they lost you go home with them i don't think that's what they're hinting at here it seems like they are very much like against each other and it's two teams and um it'll probably be one-on-one eliminations but i mean i I can't completely rule something like that out well i guess it depends on what they want the final to look like because i still feel like it did kind of feel like they're going to want these teams based on like the edit you're cluing in on for your TikTok. I agree that they're kind of setting it up for like the underdogs to win, which would suggest that it's going to continue in a paired teams as the way out. I almost feel like though, that they're going to want to go back to the bloodlines, like that the bloodlines thing is not over, not bloodlines, but ride or die is not over. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if that means I think they're just going to go to a two like pairings and it'll be, there'll be some like decision making and you can choose to, if you're, if your ride or die is still in the game, maybe you'll sync up with them or you'll pick somebody right. else. I don't know. I just feel like it's still going to be pairs, but I'm never right. Yeah. I, I, I would love to guess and speculate, but I could see completely either option, just riding it all the way to the end. And at the team final, I can definitely see them. Whoever's left at the end, you have your choice. If you want to be your ride or die or you pick someone new. Um, which we also kind of speculated, I feel like, at the beginning of, like, when it came down to the final, would the rider I want to do it with their partner? So we, I certainly could see something like that. I could see it just get to the end and play individual. I would say that's probably the third option. I, I, I don't see that happening as much lately, but that's certainly in the mix as, as well. Yeah, I think um, what they want is they want people to be voting in their own blood rider dies, or at mm-hmm. least having that choice, like Amber kind of setting that up with Chauncey in the night out where Amber heroically is like, if it comes down to it, you can vote me in unclear why anyone on their team would expect Chauncey to vote Amber in, or even like feel like they could trust him as a result. Like, I feel like that, that was sort of a misdirect. Like Mm -hmm. I wouldn't trust someone more because they voted their girlfriend into an elimination. But anyway, um, I think that's going to be the preferred mechanism. So like, unlike a bloodlines, like you can't be linked to your ride or die if they go in, if they want you to vote them in. Right. If that makes yeah, and that's, sense. No, I agree. That's why I really don't think that is going to happen, but just based off precedent, we can't just completely rule that out as, as a possibility. Are, do you think we're losing the draw or do you think like the rest of the men on the losing team will have to draw? I mean, the teams are kind of small. It's a good question. Um, my gut says, I, I, my gut says it'll be kind of like an old school format where like the losing team votes someone in and then the winning team votes someone from that team in to go against each other. And I assume there'll be a, I don't think we'll have two eliminations. So I think it'll be men's day, women's day, depending on the, every other week. Um, I, I think that's how it's going to go down. Although it would be, cause I mean, it would be tough to do a draw. I mean, it'd be a draw of like two people. So I, I don't see the draw happening. Well, right now, if one team, there will there's what are there four men and four women or it's three men yeah, and three women it's four it's four and four so you could at least do uh yeah you kind of can't do a draw but i mean you could do it for like the first week right you could do like yeah. the winning team votes one person in and then the remaining people do the draw but then after one week it's like then it's just done so i i, I would imagine it's like the losing team votes someone in and the winning team votes someone on that the, the losing team in to go against each other it is so funny. I mean, that makes sense, but it's so funny because it's such an inconsistent mechanism. Like to go from having basically two house votes from none, no house votes, yeah, the mechanism. Yeah. But you know, who am I? I'm not That's mad bad. at it. I like the no, two teams. I'm interested. 
I've always been a fan of two teams. I, I've I've always liked those seasons. I've even like three teams. Don't want to get crazy. Um, but yeah, I've I've always liked the team format. Uh, I think it creates uh, good intrigue. Um, I but I, I don't necessarily like here because again, but I still feel like I'm in the minority. I have been liking this season. I like the pairs. I feel like the last few weeks have set up a lot of interesting drama to see how it would have played out. Like I think Fessy winning this week and like what him and Narice, uh, what him and Mariah would have done would have been pretty interesting to see how how it played out. Um, and it, I feel kind of bummed that we don't see that. I just feel like we've invested a lot. Even like the, this episode, the first like 15 minutes, we basically did like a check-in on every single pair and like how their relationships stack up with each other, how they're doing, and kind of all going down the wayside a little bit. I mean, I guess there's obviously still those baking connections, but like the pairs themselves and like the journey they've been on this season uh, is very much minimal, minimized now that we're going to this team format. Yeah, that's why the voting mechanism has to be some, you know, like even Nelson, kudos to Nelson when he's strategizing with Fessel, he's saying like, you know, you don't just want your friends on the team. You want your friends on the other team too. So it's like your rider dies automatically on the other team. And I think that's where they're going to drive home like that dynamic. And I think that's almost preferred because like we speculated last week, I don't think a lot of these teams would have broken up if they had the option. So at least this like right. forces the breakup, even though I agree mm-hmm. the montage of where everybody's at and how much everyone loves each other was like very much wasted, at least for this episode. But I think we're setting up like the weeks to come, hopefully. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, th- I think, it, I mean, Devin's, you know, as Devin said, it's the classic mid-season shakeup. So <laughs> we'll see if this, uh, hopefully people get a little more into it if they haven't already done. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. One thing just to uh, talk through some overflow from last week. Nelson comes in and, like, kisses Olivia. And she, like, slightly resists. And then is like, I'm fine with it. He's good. Like, I know it was hard for him. And Bananas is out there, the voice of the audience. You're not even going to make this guy work for it. How, mm-hmm. how did you think Olivia played this with Nelson? I was surprised it went as quickly to her forgiving him. Um, but I wasn't surprised at the end result. Just because I feel like that's kind of been Olivia's vibe with Nelson all season. That it hasn't been like as 
like intense that if he did something like that, even just how she was acting last week kind of indicated of how she was going to re- uh, react this week. I think if she was went so over the top to beg and say like, you're my man, like how would you could never do this to me? I feel like she would have a very different reaction this week. But the fact that she was more level-headed and calm about it last week pointed to this scenario playing out. But again, I still, even as we talked about last week, I wish she played it up a little bit more, even like one-on-one, just to like get, make you feel a little bit guilty. But I, I was not surprised at the end result. Yeah, I mean, I think to the clip you cut last week, like I would have liked to see her apply guilt before when it was possible to affect the result. But once Mm -hmm. she's decided like to lay low and say she's not going to be mad about it, I think it's great gameplay. It's like getting blindsided Mm -hmm. at tribal council and showing up the next day saying like, no problem. Uh, And and I do believe like Nelson, like Anissa says, like you played it exactly right. Uh, I mean, query whether Jay and Michelle were the right target for Nelson, but you played it exactly right in the sense that you maintained your friendship and you kept your girl. And that is a dance I think only Nelson could have achieved. Maybe bananas too. But like really, really artfully, it was like so inartfully done that it became artful. And I don't blame Olivia for not being mad. So it's funny. I feel better about how Nelson and Olivia's stand based off their conversation than Nelson and Fessy or Fessel. Like I don't, I'm not ruling out Fessel cutting Nelson at a brutal spot later in the game if it comes down to it based off how what he talked about in confessional, how he wants to do anything he can to win, crying about how he wants to like be at the, the level of bananas at Jordan. Like I don't think I, I don't know what the scenario in these like the team format would lend itself to have this play out, but push comes to shove. Nelson Fessel's gonna choose his best game move to win over Nelson. I don't think this changes that. No, so I completely agree that Fessel is disloyal in the context of the game. I'm not saying anything about his friendship outside the show, but Fessel is not loyal to Nelson, period. Um, I just, so, and I still maintain, I agree with everything we said last week that it was the wrong decision for Nelson's game. Mm-hmm. But just in terms of like what Nelson can control, right? Like Nelson's target went home. And his girlfriend's not mad and he didn't have to like do a quote unquote disloyal move in front of the house, which he wouldn't have wanted to do. And Fessel could have used as an excuse. Like at least I agree that Fessel will do anything it takes, but at least he's made it difficult. He didn't do the Anissa mm-hmm. and give him a reason kind of bit. Like let's like flash forward. Like let's say we're at the elimination before the final and somehow it's like Fessy's like the key vote and he has to decide whether he's voting in Nelson or let's say bananas, and he has to think about who he wants to be running a final with him. Let's, and they know it's going to be teams. Like I'm not ruling out him being like, look, I really want to win, and I want to run this final with someone who's won a lot before, and I want to run it with bananas, and I'm willing to like risk losing Nelson if it means doing that. Like I'm not ruling that like scenario type or something similar to that playing out. I mean, he did it with the team. He did it with the the team pick. He picked bananas mm-hmm. over Nelson. Um... So, yeah, I agree, but just still got to give kudos, a kudos Barn and Nelson, because um, I don't think a lot of people would have been able to get out of this situation unscathed. Now, again, like, mm-hmm. is it a bad move because Fessel will still stab you in the back and Olivia will ride for you? Yeah, for sure. Like, if you're going to risk one of them mm-hmm. going home, I'd rather Fessel go home. Plus, I'd rather not run the final against Fessel. So what a great attempt at getting him out. Right. Absolutely. 
Uh, but you talked about Fessel's uh, speech about coming up short and the conversation he has with Mariah on the official challenge podcast. Uh, uh, Davon cut a clip and he said something really interesting. He said that he plays like he's not going to get a call back. He said, he says, I play like I'm go- I want to win this one. I play it like big brother. Other people talk about their confessional accounts and their screen time and whatever. And that really made a lot of sense to me and made me respect Fessel's game a bit more because there are so many things Fessel does where I'm just like, he's so short sighted. I wrote that in my notes this week. I forget what he was, when he was making the teams, like he just operates so deeply in the present but when you frame it like that where it's like i am playing like i'm never gonna play again i'm playing like Mm -hmm. this is my one chance and we don't get that from anyone on the challenge and that's almost really refreshing i wonder if him being sent home for that very seemingly mediocre fight where not just like the fact that it could just be taken away like in any given season but i wonder if that like reshaped wow he thinks production thinks of him because if i'm him and i think oh i'm this big star that cassie really wants on the season if i'm that level of bananas like they're not going to send him home for doing something like this so the fact that they're willing to send me home for that maybe they're not that high on me and like i really might not get a call back like i don't know maybe production doesn't think of me as like a great big star on the show that's going to be on as much as i want for the next five to ten years so like i wonder if that really shook him that production was willing to set him home for something seemingly as small as what he did. That's a really, really, really interesting theory. I think that makes a lot of sense to me. And that coupled with his whole story about his like NFL career, right? Like his football Mm -hmm. career too, gone in an instant and an injury. Like that's really been his story, right? Like the, the season you're referencing. And then like the final, he thought he would have won with Casey and she goes out in injury and his entire like athletic career. So Fessel has both on screen and off screen had things like dissolve in his hands or just out of reach. And mm-hmm. I think you're right. I think that probably does lead to these, this, like his approach to the game. Um, and just looking through with that lens, I think again, like makes some of his gameplay that previously didn't make sense to me, make a little bit more sense. I've always enjoyed Fessel on the show. Like, I feel like between like, there's always been like lumping in him with Josh of like not wanting any of them on any of the Big Brother people on the show. I've always thought Fessel plays much more well, much better on the challenge than on Big Brother, where I feel like Josh is more better suited for Big Brother than the challenge. So, like, I'm I like him being in this world. Uh, I I'm very happy every time he is on the cast list because I I think he just his presence brings a lot to it. So I, I'm glad when he's in the mix. Yeah, I mean, having strategy that doesn't make sense to me doesn't mean I don't want you on the show. It just well, like it probably adds like, more of you on the show. I yeah, and I think like we talk about having a mix of contestants, like some people who aren't that athletic. Like Anissa this week is like, I'm not the best on the field, but I'm smart. Or like people mm-hmm. who are willing to hook up or drink or party or start fights or compete, like whatever we want to range. And Fessel, again, his mindset is like nobody else's mindset. Nobody else on the show is not thinking about returning. Right. Especially someone of his like veteran status. I'm sure like, like rookies and stuff like that have a different mindset too. So for sure. Um, and then Megan wants to know, was Mariah's pep talk to Fessy really heartwarming to anyone else or am I just a sap? It was sweet. I didn't really get, I feel like his, her analogy was kind of something I would say that like, I think, I feel like she messed up a little bit where I think she said, like, if you fall, you'll fall down a thousand times, but get up a hundred times. 
Like, doesn't that mean you still <laughs> lose 900 times? <laughs> it was a little bit like me. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like that's something I would say where I was trying to, like, sound, like, articulate and, like, you know, like, you know. So what do you say? What is, what is, let's, like, correct the analogy. What's the phrase, Brian? Well, it's like you should be getting up more times than you fall, right? Isn't that like... Right, should... so say it. Give me a pep talk. I'm telling you that I'm, uh, I'm tired gonna, of losing. You know, you might lose nine times, but you're going to win 10. Or even like win more, but win maybe be better than nine, 10 and nine. You're going to lose nine, but you're going to win 50. If you like a better winning percentage. <laughs> yeah, okay. No. Yeah, you're, you're 100% right. The expression is sort of like fall down nine times, get up 10. And then you don't Forget fall about, the 10th yeah. time. Right, but also I kind of want to be better than ten and nine. I don't know. Well, no, then you don't like, fall. Well, falling is different. But then you don't fall again. I guess right. so. then you don't fall again. You're just standing up straight. Now I'm overthinking it. I'm like, is Brian going to cut this clip? Like, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, this is like this is my power. This is like Ali from the editing. I'm like, I got a little power now. What part am I going to cut? Oh yeah, you have a lot of power until I text you five seconds later. Like, switch. <laughs> I'll delete it. Uh, <laughs> I shouldn't make fun of you. Like, I appreciate that you untagged her. <laughs> oh, man. Um, it's funny because, like, no, how many seasons has Fessel done? Three? Is it only three? I feel like it's at least four or five. I don't know. He said two or three times. <laughs> like, oh, he's not even sure. Um, let me just quickly look it up before I say this. But even regardless, it's like, you're tired of taking L's. Like, talk to Leroy and get back to me. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. he, right. he's relatively new to the challenge. Let's see. Yes. Uh oh, it says I thought it was eight seasons. It's eight daily wins. This is his fourth season. He made the final two out of the three times so far. Oh wow! Yeah. Uh, this is like Leroy and like Battle of the X's level. He's not <laughs> even like close. Like this is Leroy circa 2010. Like you got a long way to go. But. A lot of the greats don't win, Fessel. I think, I mean, I, I think Fessel will 100% win a challenge. I, he could win this challenge. He could. I mean, look, not to jump right ahead, but him and uh, Mariah had just an incredible showing. The true, can't critique this one. This was the true mini final. Um, and, they, and they slaughtered it. I'll critique it. Here's why. <laughs> don't be calling it a mini final. We'll decide. I don't like, it was said too many times. It's like when they start, like, you killed it. Or what did they start? To, oh, when they started talking about Nelson's win street, percentage, yeah. like, like just let us, us as the fans, not us as the podcast, mm-hmm. so like, let us have something. I'm sure we actually got it from them, but it was overused. Right. It's a, it's a little bit how I feel like the spelling bee got kind of ruined. Uh, I feel like that was sort of like, a, not an inside joke, but I feel like it was more of the fans that loved it. And then once it became more of a thing on the show, it kind of got ruined a little bit. And I feel like it's kind of falling down that same, uh, same rabbit hole. Once the parents are saying it's lit, it's mm-hmm. no longer lit. Right. Once you figured out it's giving, it was no longer giving. It gave. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It wasn't even called Thanksgiving anymore. <laughs> um, all right. Before we get to the challenge, which I do want to talk about, I don't think we need to go uh, all the way into all of these pairs. But I have a couple questions about nan- Nana's and Banani. <laughs> Nani mm-hmm. and Bananas. They're like reflecting on the season and saying like, it's kind of crazy. No one's gunning for us. It's a miracle. Like, have I lost my edge? It's an absolutely excellent question. And I want to know 
from your perspective, one, why is nobody coming for Banana Zanani? And two, Murray writes to us deep into their rewatch, uh, coming from War of the Worlds 2, but also about the season. I'm curious to see what kind of edit he's going to get on this season, meaning ride or die. It's it almost seems like we're getting a more balanced portrayal of bananas. He's not hogging the screen time. He's just another character, albeit one who appears to be a giant-sized frat boy that hasn't ever grown up. <laughs> Drag him. I haven't mm-hmm. missed seeing him on my screen the last few seasons. Do you think this is a one-off for bananas or is something of a come or is it something of a comeback for him? I do think he's trying to be a little bit different for Nani. I feel like he's not wanting to risk being more out there and making himself more of a target to try to to try to help Nani to try to as a partner to try to get her as far as she can try to get her to a final try to win a final so I do think he's trying to be a little bit more low key I wonder if the fact that you know he has a little bit of a fling with Mariah is also keeping him a little bit more occupied he's not you know stirring shit up at the middle of the night he's in bed with Mariah like I feel like that's probably helping um, and I think the format's kind of helped too because. Jay, well, first Jay and Michelle made themselves such a target that they kind of took over that mantle. And, and then even in the, the draw, they were in the mix twice. They just happened to be the people that saved themselves twice. Like if they weren't chosen to save themselves, we could be talking a little bit different. And then Casey being on the show helps a lot. Like now he's got coverage with her. Like they're kind of like a team of four almost with, with Casey being there too. So all those factors all kind of play into it. To an extent. Also, they also joined what is it, episode two, where they're the first team, so they kind of missed two weeks. So there's that. Yeah, it's interesting. I think everything you said is exactly right. Um, they have the perfect sort of social situation, the other teams to like sort of ward away people really coming for them. I also think they're not the biggest threat in the house, like as a team. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to see how it goes with these separation pairings but and like i have nothing but respect for nani but we saw what happened with leroy and Mm -hmm. i don't know why anyone would think it'd be different with bananas like i don't think now bananas and nani have been quote-unquote throwing all of these challenges but they really s the bed uh in the mini final and it did Mm -hmm. at least for half of it look like they were trying so it's also just like together they're not that big of a threat now don't cut this clip right. when they win the season, but <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, uh, no, I think that's absolutely totally fair too. Do we get a sense that this is going to be routine and bananas is just back? Like when CT was back or do you think he's going to be picking and choosing? I, that's a good question. I, I, I would guess picking and choosing. Cause I feel like he, a lot of the reason he did this season was for Nani. I feel like he said that. And I kind of believe that the fact he only took one season off. He jumped right back in with, with her. I, I kind of believe that. Um, but I, I feel like it's more picking and choosing, but I mean, I don't, I guess it also depends if anything else big pops off in his, in his normal life. Like if any of his shows or something else like that picks up, maybe he'll try to focus on that. But I mean, once you stop picking up the, the phone, it stops ringing at some point. So he probably wants to make sure he's keeping himself available. Yeah. I mean, it's giving like the Jeff probe show and Jeff, le- like not, he didn't leave survivor, but Jeff started doing the Jeff probe show. It was sort of like, ah, if this takes off, like, is this going to be the end of him hosting survivor because this isn't better gig to like just mm-hmm. host your own show and then it didn't and he's back and nobody's worried about him leaving like knock on one um like i don't know that any of bananas's other endeavors became like extremely successful i think his podcast about the challenge is probably like one of his right. more successful ventures 
And it helps, I think, to come back on and like continue to be relevant. So I'm not knocking him. Like I'm happy he was willing to come back after his false retirement. Yeah, look, and look, it's, he, I think he enjoys it. He seemed like he genuinely ha- is having fun this season for sure. I think he enjoys the, the competition and trying to win and the paycheck. I'm sure it doesn't hurt. And it's not like he's going on Survivor and like starving his body and like making himself miserable for a month. Like he's in a nice house. He gets to go to all these different countries. And I mean, not a bad gig. Yeah, I mean, nice work if you could get it. Um, yeah. All right. Let's talk about Jordan and Tori because this really was a bummer uh, for me. Um, we first get Tori's perspective of like, she's getting feelings again. They're spending time in bed. They're flirting. They're, you know, reconnecting from Jordan's perspective. It's comfortable. It's like a nice pair of sweatpants and it absolutely in no way means that they're going to get back together. This is just easy. And, you know, I don't know if people are expecting us to come hard at Jordan here or Tori, or I don't I just actually feel sad for both of them and this entire situation. And then all of us as well. Yeah. It's a really brutal spot. Cause I, I think as Tori said, I think uh, later on, she's like, if you know, when you break up with the next, normally like you could just like unfollow them on social media and then you have no connection to them. Like here, the fact that you are living together 24 seven, obviously this isn't like breaking news. Like this is just like a brutal, brutal way to go about dealing with like an ex and to have them, in your face at all times and i don't know i'm not even blaming like jordan can if you wanted to like hook up with someone else that Tori wanted to hook up with, or he did hook up with someone else on a different season so like, i don't think there's anything wrong to it i think jordan probably didn't really respect how he was maybe doing a little bit or like how open and honest he was with tori but maybe he felt i didn't want to like rub it into her face it's I, like there's no good way for either of them to go about this like i think they're both in the right in their feelings because it's just a very uncomfortable situation and I felt I did I felt bad for both of them I can see this exactly making sense from both of their perspectives and therefore in not making the other person's perspective not making sense where like even from the beginning like Tori saying like oh it's so cute he like mentioned that like Miso their cat together is like still his daughter and like that becomes very meaningful to her and is like part of the story the world building that like maybe they'll reconnect and that was like probably an absolute just like on its face comment from Jordan about like Mm -hmm. yeah I love that cat that's my cat like period (laughs) you know like there is no like family there is no it's just like we had a cat together and I didn't disown my cat um Mm -hmm. Josh Green raised a point that we were you mentioned and I was thinking about when we were watching. I'm all for anybody getting back out there on their terms after a relationship. Well, I'm not a Jordan fan. Isn't extremely hypocritical of Tori to not be okay with Jordan hooking up with Norris when she was with Fessel and Cabo a few weeks after her and Jordan break up. And that's, you know, yes. And I think Tori is saying that. Like, mm-hmm. from Tori's perspective, this is entirely different. They're on good terms. They're together. They're in the house. And Jordan sort of doing this on the side without talking to her about it. I think the edit sort of made it seem like Jordan and Narice were more open in front of Tori than they actually were. Because when Jordan shows up in the confrontation, he kind of denies it. He's like, we're not a thing. So I do think he was sort of moving a little sketchily about it. But like you said, what's the good way to explain it to her? So like he was trying to be a little bit discreet about it. For my real perspective, I'd be absolutely ballistic if I were Tori. Like, I think it is so disrespectful, but 
they're not together. And Jordan, frankly, wants to disrespect her because he felt disrespected by her. It's just a disaster. Yeah, I think the one big point is, I think I, they're kind of vague. Is like if they actually, if Tori and Jordan had hooked up, like I think if they were just friendly to each other on the show and making like cute comments about like the cat or whatever like that. But I think if they actually did hook up, which I think like they did, I feel like that's what they've kind of intimated at. I feel like that kind of changes it. Like once you re-hook up with your ex, I feel like then it should almost be off guards to then hook up with anyone else on the show for that season. Like, I feel like that should have been like if, if Jordan just came in here and was like friendly to Tori and then a few weeks in starts to have a little bit of a thing with Narice, I feel like that's very different than if something happened between them and then he does something with Narice. Like, I mean, look, their exes, like, he doesn't have to not do it. But I think that makes it pretty, pretty worse. I, I'm willing to accept the narrative that they haven't hooked up, but I also don't think, I agree with you that if they were the friendly and the cat, I think, like, if all we know is all that happened, it's still too much in terms of naked cuddling and, and even more importantly, I love you and I want to continue to see you after the show. Like, yeah, if that and, and Jordan didn't deny saying that. And he was like, I do love you. And so it's just like, you know, you can't just say things if right. you have nothing intent, no intention of moving with them behind it. It's just like, I, again, it was like seeing two people who could like totally tell you their version of the story in a plausible way that made sense and is accurate to like the facts at hand. And yet they are completely opposite stories. It just sucks. What, what did you make of Amber? Like telling Tori, because I think Tori saw them kind of cuddling and left the room because of that. And I felt like Amber was like rubbing it in or like hoping to start something by telling Tori, like, Oh, did you see that Jordan's like all up over Teresa in there? And she's like, yeah, that's why I left. It was weird for sure. I mean, she like shows up armed with the information. Tori does request it twice, but Amber would knew what she was doing. But Amber's a messy bitch who loves drama, you know? It's just like, who mm-hmm. isn't? Who amongst us? But it was weird. I agree. It was, it was weird. I thought it was very odd. I was like, oh, maybe and I see it a little bit also now with the Amber stuff. That's, I thought that was a little bit weird. What's also weird, I agree with you there, what's also weird to me is like the way that Jordan talks about Narice is very strange. And like, if I'm Narice, I'm not thrilled watching this back where she's like, we have a vibe, like, you know, we were eyeing each other. He comes and says goodnight, like, we have a thing. And, like, I don't want to step on Tori's toes, whatever. The way Jordan characterizes it is, like, it is so nice to have a physical interaction with someone that you don't think, I mean, he didn't say you don't think anything about, but, like, that mm-hmm. you your brain turns off and there's no drama and I don't have to think about it. And, like, I get what he's saying. It's like a no-consequence hookup with someone you don't have history and drama with and you'll never see again. But, like, Mm -hmm. it's not even like he's like, I have feelings for her, and so, therefore, I want to act on it, and I don't care if I hurt Tori. To just kind of, like, take a very casual hookup because you want physical contact when you're kind of getting that physical contact from Tori is a mess. Yeah, it seems like they're both, like, very much still getting trying to get over like their breakup and don't really know how to do it, especially on national TV in each other's faces with other people involved, which is totally fair. Which is totally fair. Here's door number three, like Ooh, ding dong. I feel like someone's going to come in. It was like Jerry Springer or whatever. Like Jordan was supposed to be on the show with Naya. What? And, and like, I think 
largely the challenge community has speculated that whatever flirtationship occurred with Naya was like a mutual branding rehabilitation for the two of them together. Nothing is more like is goes weighs heavier in that column than Jordan was supposed to arrive on a show that he knew his ex fiance was going to be on with his sort of will they won't they girlfriend and instead starts hooking up with a third person from Are You the One. Well, Naya wasn't from Are You the One. No, Norris. Like, right. What was his plan? Like, is he with Naya? Is he not with Naya? Are we not discussing Naya? Like, I, I just kind of don't. He's got a lot of special connections with a lot of people. He does. <laughs> He's a connection builder. I don't know what you say. He, he, he collects all these uh, nice connections. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, look, the Naya thing was super weird on All Stars, right? Their, their dynamic. It seemed like they were more than friends, but wouldn't admit it to each other or the show. So uh, who the heck knows what, what their real relationship status is? I, I, it seems like certainly not together based on how Jordan's acting, but maybe they are. I don't know. I'm ready to be like, <laughs> to accuse Jordan of using, I mean, not, not using, like, I think it might be accurate. Like, I'm willing to think that he's like saying, like, I can't do another public relationship. Like what happened with Tori was like terrible. So like not, you know, like, mm-hmm. I feel like he could be working that angle with everyone. He's the new Johnny. There you go. The future of the challenge? Oh, the other Johnny. <laughs> the future of getting absolutely wrecked at the reunion and have all yeah. your relationships put on blast. Yeah. Do you think, A, do you think there's a reunion? And B, do you think Johnny is invited? Sorry, I decided to eat some sprinkles inexplicably. Um, What? <laughs> you think if there was a reunion, Johnny would be there? I mean... That's an excellent question. When you say if there's a reunion, do you think there's not going to be one? Is there, I feel like there is. Is there always a reunion? I guess there is. I guess there is. Maybe I'm thinking about other shows. But I, I guess there'll be a reunion. I do think Johnny will be there. Hmm. I mean, Narice is pissed at Johnny. And I think Narice will be there. Maybe he's like a Skype in. Is he, uh, is he from America? I think so. I wonder what the reunion will be. Maybe, maybe it'll be in England this year. Who knows? Maybe you'll go Could to be the anywhere. reunion. Yeah, unlikely. <laughs> um, all right, let's talk about the daily. That's all I have from the retrospective. Mm-hmm. All or nothing. A six-mile course that TJ teases you. Definitely want to win this one, so don't throw it. Because the winning team has the most power uh, that they've ever been this season. So a big decision looming. Um, okay. It is kind of a mini final. There's multiple checkpoints, six mile race, a few puzzles, a few, uh, you know, carrying heavy things and moving them across a field. Classic final stuff. So it was, a, you know, I think it lived up to his name as a, as a mini final. Yeah, um, it's true. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know really what to say. I think it kind of became, it seemed like Fessel and Nelson, Fessel and Mariah and Nelson and Reese were like the hungriest to me in the final. Um, Like you said before, it was an absolute blowout from from Felsey, from Fessy and Mariah. Um, I want to talk about Bananas and Nani's performance because I'm on Bananas Twitter right now and he tweeted like pictures of him laying down during the puzzle and said, I'm playing chess while everybody else is playing checkers. Is that him alluding to having thrown this one also? And if so, what an idiot. Like, why would you throw this one? I could get behind him throwing some of the other ones, but I I, I would be very surprised 
fifty for this one. I think he tried to outsmart it. Like sometimes he does. Sometimes he outsmarts some of these challenges, some of these dailies by you know with his experience. I think he tried to outsmart it by putting the barrels on the side and thinking they could roll to the finish line. I don't know. Like that, he tried to like get one over on everyone and it failed miserably. And then he, they finished last. But I, I could not imagine him choosing not to try in this one. It's, I mean, they did fall apart on the puzzle. I think Nani and Bananas failing to do a puzzle isn't shocking to me um, or like totally unbelievable, but I, I don't know. It was, I really, I'll, I'll say this. I didn't like it. I didn't like his attitude. I didn't like laying down. I didn't like laughing. I didn't like Nani laughing at it. And like, I get it that at some point you're so far behind. It is just like, it is what it is and better than like screaming at each other. But mm-hmm. It's sort of like what Nani complained about Bananas doing in the challenge a few weeks ago. Like, act like you want to be here. And that's what CT, I think, continues to do. Like, CT shows up like Fessy shows up. Like, I want to win the ones I want everyone I'm on. I want to win. And like, I'm just not getting a winning spirit from Bananas, except in the confessionals, which are like rehearsed. So I just like, I'd like to see him show up a little bit more. I'm also, it's a weird vibe between them too, between Bananas and Nani. Like, I don't know, like, the chemistry between them feels super weird. It feels like they're each trying to convince each other and the show <laughs> that they're closer than they are. Like, I believe they are very close, but I don't, it doesn't seem like they each believe it, or, like, if maybe it's more one-sided. Like, I don't know, it just doesn't feel, like, the way that Nani and Leroy talked about each other uh, right before that final, like, each one to get the win for each other going to that final. Like I, I felt that emotion and like how much they love each other and how much they both truly did want it for each other. I don't know. It just feels so forced between bananas and I, like I'm not buying it as much. That's fascinating. I didn't feel that way on the show, except that like the energy that banana exerts in the challenges does not seem to equal like what he says to her and what she says to him. But when you compare it to Leroy and Nani, you're right. I don't feel how I felt about them. So, I, you know, maybe you're onto something. I don't know. It's odd. I can't like pinpoint it. Um, what did you think about the little? I was going to say the little doodad. That's not right. The mechanism where, you know, as you arrived at the sled checkpoint, you would drop four sandbags onto another team's sled who is not there yet. Meaning, if you get there first, you don't have to pull any sandbags. Yeah, that's interesting. I feel like it didn't even like come back around that much, right? I feel like they were hoping like to sabotage people to be pissed about, but I didn't even notice like yeah, Tori and Devin got them, but I didn't notice they were like super mad or like it didn't come back around. So I feel like they were hoping for more from that uh, moment. But I think the problem is just Fessel and Mariah just killed it so much that anything else they put in its path kind of went to the wayside. Yeah, I think they were trying to get a little juice out of the Devin and Tori, like seemingly haphazardly throwing two bags on Anissa and Jordan. But you're right. And it never, nothing ever came of it. I don't like it because it's like the rich get richer. The people in the lead sabo the people behind them. And it's like mm-hmm. presumably a, that much harder to come back from because like I don't love mm-hmm. a runaway. But yeah, I yeah. mean, they're trying something new. I like they're trying something new. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's fair. Like if the people in first place banana peels, not, you know, red shells. Uh, yeah, exactly. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? 
outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. I, I do also want to shout out, not only did Fessel and Mariah kill the physical part of it, but like, go ahead, Fessy, use the women mm-hmm. that you DM to your advantage. I love it. You know, use what you know. That was very impressive in terms of stacking the tires uh, from north to south or south to north. Yeah, that was great. That was like my favorite Fessel confession I'll think of all time. It was like, it was almost like a little bit of like his real personality. I feel like it was kind of like getting through. Like, he was trying, like I thought it was actually very funny. So that, that was great for him. And to shout out, like, the, the part where they have to, like, scale the tires, he runs and jumps up and just does, like, a chin-up of his entire body, <laughs> like a body-up, mm-hmm. uh, which I feel like there's an expression for it, but, you know, I'm not doing it, so I don't know. Um, with ease, after running six miles, like, I, I just was like, wow, Fessel talks a lot about how he should have won, like, every final he's ever competed in or every challenge he didn't make the final on. Mm-hmm. And, like, shit, maybe, maybe he should have. Like, that was impressive. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, these top three teams, the way it went down, I feel like this would have been a precursor if, like, this was the full final of all these teams. I do think these are the top, not that it matters again anymore, but I feel like these were the top three teams best suited for a final. I think they were the most rebalanced, you know, they, they for endurance, for puzzles, for all the stuff. I think these were the top three teams. I do think Jay and Michelle might have struggled a bit in, like, a ch- like, I'm saying this because we talked about Jay and Michelle being very well suited for a final, but I, what do you think? How do you think they would have performed in this? I, I I think they would have done just fine. Like I think coming into the season, I wouldn't think they would do all too well, but there's nothing how they've done the previous few dailies before they got eliminated would make me think that they wouldn't do well. Like I, I think they absolutely would have been, like I don't think they would have won because I just think that's no more I did so well, but I think they would have been right there where Tori and Devin were, probably in like the third or fourth spot. Mm, maybe so. Um, do you think this is the best match? So we find out that it's going to be Team Fessel and Team Mariah, and they're going to do a pick, but they're going to have the whole night to discuss it, and they're still going to get to deliberate. Is this the best metric that they were sort of like working it out beforehand? And do you think they came to an agreement and, and, or do you think it really came down to the schoolyard pick? Well, I'll say this. I was ready to come on here and blast the show. Cause I thought they were yada yada it. I thought they were like going to show us what they were thinking and then just cut to the house. And then we were going to come back and see the teams. Like I was <laughs> like, wait, we don't want to get to see the actual deliberation. We just see them fight over who gets bananas. I think that's the only thing we're going to see. So I, I was so relieved when we did at least see the, the picking go down, but yeah, I would say, once it got to the zone, I, I feel like, well, I guess he couldn't be fully determined because they didn't know the order. Like, I think if the order was different, I think if uh, Mariah was first. Well, only if she have... decided to go, right. Only if they were going to go left. Like, if they agreed, then they would just pick the people they agreed in whatever order. 
Right. So I guess yeah, yeah. So if Mario goes first, does that anything change? Probably not, right? Because I guess um, I think everything would go the same because she would still pick Jordan first in that situation. So yeah, actually, yeah, it probably all, would all go down the same way. Yeah, I think they probably had it all mapped out by the time they got to know. I mean, it was also a little confusing because in the night out, Fessel is saying like he's going to leave Mariah in the dark. He's going to like completely ignore the time pre-zone and just like go down in the sand and pick people. But then it does seem like in the zone, the or in the interrogation, like they do seem to have like a very legitimate war strategy session. I loved the prop. I love that they gave them like a chess set with people's faces yes. on them. Yes, that was very cool. A plus, A plus for MTV there. Like, I guess let's just get to the the zone because yeah, I guess it doesn't it. need. We don't need to talk about what who they were going to pick. Natalie says, "Can you please discuss the super weird gender enforced snake draft they designed? Feels crazy that Fessel, a man, got to select two men before Mariah got another pick. If anything, it should have been the opposite. Not sure why it wasn't truly every other. Thanks. So, what's your reaction to this draft? Well, wait, I don't know. I don't understand the question. So Fessel picked bananas in his second pick and then Nelson in his third pick. He didn't go boy, girl, boy, girl, boy, girl, boy. Oh, wow. I don't think I, that's, oh, wow, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, I thought they had to. Wait, that, that's not right. That's what we saw. Because Mariah had to pick a man first, I thought, right? And then Fessie had to pick a woman first. And then, am I crazy? The then people... he picked. I guess. I guess. Yeah. I guess he could have picked whoever. The order that we saw was Fessy, Fessel picked Casey. Mariah got Kenny. Fessel, uh, uh, Mariah picked Jordan. Fessel got Anissa. Fessel picked Bananas. Uh, mm-hmm. Mariah got Nani. Then, then Mariah picked Amber inexplicably which we have to talk about and Fessel got Chauncey and then Fessel picked Nelson yeah so I guess maybe for your first pick it had to be someone of the opposite uh sex but then I guess you could have done anything you wanted um which I guess is I mean that's not Fessel's fault that Amber that Mariah picked Amber she, it's she certainly not on that. but I I do think it's weird like I think Fessel should have had to pick between Narice and Tori what I honestly think what really messed up Mariah the most was, I think if you look at the teams, I think very clearly the biggest gap between the two partners is Casey and Kenny. Like, I think if you, if you have the first pick of anyone, and obviously, like, that's why Tori and Devin went last. It's not obviously any indication of them individually. It's just really you're picking the gap between the partners. So, like, they're, you know, I would think Tori's probably slightly better, but Devin's a very good person to have on your team too so i think it makes sense for them to be one of the last teams or in this case the last team pick but i think if you're looking at it completely just who's that much better than their partner casey is absolutely the pick to go first and i think it's i kind of wish mariah was able to pick her and then that kind of set up the board the rest of the way is the fact that right off the bat you already have Fessel who's a really strong guy then you have casey who's probably the strongest uh woman in the group and then really no matter who we end up with as the next guy it just sets that team up to already look like the powerhouse just because they're going to have Casey and Mariah is stuck with Ken. That's interesting. It depends on what do we think is going to matter here. Like, is your ability... Like, are you going to need to go against your own team 
then I really don't want Anissa on my, like, cause I was thinking the bigger gap is Jordan and Anissa in terms of winning dailies or winning the final. If you're going to run the final with this team, but if you're going to compete against the girls on your own team, then maybe you want Amber and you don't want Anissa. And maybe like Kenny is going to get taken out by one of your bigger guys. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't really know what they should be thinking about, but if you are thinking about just like straight up challenge performance, I think there's a really big gap between Jordan and Anissa also. There, there, there would absolutely be the other, the other big, uh, the other big discrepancy for sure. Especially when you think of how drastically it would do in a final. I think, you know, dailies and eliminations, it's much, much closer. But once you look long-term, if you think these are the teams in the final, it, it's very drastic. I think also, so Fessel gets, whether they agreed or not, Fessel gets Casey first there's nothing mariah could have done about that i think jordan is the correct next pick i think bananas is absolutely the correct next pick for fessel i mm-hmm. think amber again unless you want to have women on your team that you can beat in an elimination i think amber is kind of a crazy pick to send chauncey over to fessel yeah i think that's probably the spot i mean i guess they're just for the muscle match you go nelson there i think right i feel like that's really the spot where mariah messed up but Again, I don't like I, I know the other there like Bessie's team seems that much stronger, but I think having Jordan and Devin and I think Mariah really showed out in this in the mini final that can't get forgotten. Obviously Amber's won a final that can't be forgotten. I do think they have good people. Like I, it's not as drastic as it seems like it could be. You're also gonna I agree, because I think everybody really in the game is very good and has different skill sets, so I agree generally, but also like you're going to get Amber for free. Fessel hates Amber. I think Mariah definitely was hindered by the fact that she had never seen the challenge before. You know, she's like, oh, my mom told Mm. me to stay away from bananas and she's getting all of her information from Fessel. But like Fessel's not going to pick Amber. Amber's going to fall to her in the last spot. You don't need to waste an early pick. Your second pick overall on Amber. Yeah. No, look, I I think if Mariah got the first pick, I was able to do Jordan Fessel taking Casey and then she was able to take bananas if she was able to take bananas after that I think things look a lot differently I think that was kind of the key swing of how this went down well she was never gonna I think that's also she came into this loyal to Fessel like she was never gonna take Casey off of him even if she had the first pick no no, not Casey if if she was able to get bananas instead of uh, Amber in that spot oh oh yeah but that was never gonna happen but yeah. yeah, I mean, and then I also think Horacio over Devin is interesting because I think, I mean, Horacio, again, was a lot was made of him of the dailies, but I think like he really failed in this mini final. But um, well, I think the problem was, and I think I kind of understand this. Do you want Tori when you have Jordan? I think just their explosiveness, like it could go really well or how it looks at this very moment in time, it could go very bad. And like you need Jordan to be like your linchpin on your team, and like Tori is great in and of itself. But if they're going to sabotage and you know bring each other down, then that's like take down the entire team. So I feel like that's like the predicament she was in, and I kind of get wanting to put Tori not on your team, unfortunately. And look, you know what? Maybe you're right because she also has Norris, but I I do think Jordan and Tori would be able to work together because they're so damn competitive. But now that I'm looking at it, I've changed my mind. If you think you are going to go into eliminations against your own teammates, 
then Mariah has assembled the best possible team because her only options for elimination are Nani, Amber, and Nerese, and she's got Tori, Olivia, and Anissa on the other side who will compete against each and Casey will compete mm-hmm. against themselves. Maybe that's the most brilliant strategy I've ever seen. And look, honestly, the guys should be thrilled that Katie's on their team because if it is a guys, they girls type thing, they they add the absolute layup of layups of guys to go into elimination basically i think all of them would wipe the floor with kenny but no matter what it is so they should all be very happy to be on that side as opposed to between fessel bananas nani and chauncey like obviously like you would think chauncey would be the fourth of the four but if you're looking at like a hall brawl type situation like i don't want to do that against them so i mean those are like four powerhouses so i think for jordan especially someone like devin should be thrilled with how this went down for him Honestly, the teams are so small. Maybe it's honestly going to be the winning team put someone on the losing team into elimination, and then everybody else of that gender draws. Oh, interesting. I don't know. Like uh, now that I'm looking at it, like really, we're going to go down to like only three people are up for elimination already, with just two teams. I will say it'll be interesting to see. All right, but your team, your team, uh, team underdog. I'm team big. Yeah, like I just feel like, <laughs> I just think this is just how this, this goes down, right? Like I think it, like if, if they were running a final tomorrow, yeah, I would think Vessel's team would have a much better chance. But these are gonna get whittled down. I think Vessel's team is gonna win the majority of the dailies. And I think that's gonna set up for Mariah's team to lose, you know, probably half the squad. And I think if it goes to a final, I think it'll be like seven from Vessel's team and three from Mariah's team. And I think I would take based off how we see team finals go down, I would take the team of three as long as it's uh, Jordan still in it. And if you have like Mariah and or Norris or something, like if you have like a couple of good, strong women, like I would take that team over seven people that are going to have to carry so much more weight, do so much more stuff. Like it, the finals are almost never skewed towards the larger teams. No, and they can't be. I mean, the leaner teams do well. I agree with you. Um, it, it well, was you, just I think you can make an argument they should be. Because I think that was like the problem, right? With War of the Worlds too, is like this one team dominated so much, and they kind of made it almost too far in favor of a smaller team in a final. So I think you can make the argument that I that larger teams should do better in the final, but the way the challenge does, it's got to be scale. You can't like you can't physically require three people to carry the same. You know, like I don't know. I, my heart goes out to the challenge creators. I think that it's very hard to make a quote unquote fair final for. A mm-hmm. team of seven versus a team of three, you know, or a team of two, right. which is like why it's Kelly probably likely, which is why it's probably likely it won't be a team final for that exact reason. It's just so much more difficult to plan, especially since you don't know, like this far. I'd be trying if they already had the final like in mind, like they would have to change so much differently if it is a seven versus three versus a you know five versus five. Like I think it's much easier to plan if you know it's going to be a paired final. Like you, you could just plan that out so much easier. Um. Yeah, my brain just broke. Okay, we'll see what happens. Um, it's definitely some intrigue as we go into the next uh, segment of this. Um, mm-hmm. A-plus song choices. I tweeted this out also. I thought a lot of good... Uh, I love the I Will Survive as they were playing going to the draft. I love uh, the Fallout Boys playing me play going to the night out. Good stuff from MTV there. I'm here for it. Um, I agree. All right, so then, oh, drinking game? 
Kyle's away this week. He messaged me. No, no drinking game this week. Um, so that's it. Yeah, no drinking game. Don't be stopped. Let's add some rolls. All right. Um, I think we should do something for a team aspect. I would say this. I'll do, I'll do this one. If you vote in, you're rather die. What did you? I was trying to. I almost did that, but I thought that was the rule you added last week. Or was it anytime someone switched? You, you said anytime someone switches. I think it was switches. like. We do that. Yeah, I think I might have said that. I also added that anytime you criticize the ride or die. Okay. But yeah, I, I, tried to, I tried to jump ahead. To the, <laughs> so let's take out um, leaving your ride or die and swap it with anytime you vote in your ride or die. All right. I'm going to say anytime someone uses the phrase stacked. So I feel like we're going to get a continuation of the edit, which is that's the point I wanted to make, but my brain broke is like, I do think you're right that usually the like weaker seeming team will will survive and come out of it, whatever. But like it was almost so strange to me how hard they were trying to sell it that you might think over there has got all the champions, all the big boys. They've got 50, 500 pounds combined over us. But we're, we've got like heart. We've mm. got like I almost thought they were like doing that too much. But yeah, right. I mean, anytime they say stack, because I still think we're going to get that next week. So Colleen got in the mix. Her handle is at Colleen underscore the mole. So I guess Jack didn't have to work that hard to figure out <laughs> uh, that she was the mole. She said, it's just sad how he fools people who really liked him. I'm okay with just having a good time, but I'm not okay with not being honest. I didn't know all the stuff from his past. That's not my business anyways. So I formed my own option and learned from my quote, learned my quote, messy lesson, emoticon smile, throwback, mm. Laurel got in the mix clap emoji clap emoji clap emoji which now Laurel or Yanni <laughs> that's old <laughs> it's giving elderly um if there are three clap emojis I'm just going to call it applause so applause proud of you for speaking up applause in response to Mariah's tweet um we didn't really talk about Horacio and Olivia in the challenge mm-hmm. but Olivia said, Horacio is the best soul. I truly love that I can freely speak how I feel. And he listens and takes accountability when needed. He really does care about me and my well-being more than I even realized at the time. He is most definitely not an asshole. And Laurel also tweeted, if anyone is coming for Horacio, make sure you're comfortable also dealing with me. I have his back. Uh, yeah, that was honestly surprising. Like, I feel like if this was like a 90 or 60 minute episode, the entire team or uh, scenario just ends on the cutting room floor it doesn't really add anything they do not an elimination they make up at the end it doesn't impact any decisions so i don't i don't know what else it added it's giving nothing um to be honest i don't even remember it like people like when i pulled these tweets i was like i don't really remember <laughs> scuffle yeah it, it was like a mini version of uh like ninja blowing up on on turbo a little bit like that. Very many version, I should say. Very many. Well, I'm glad they worked it out. Nelly T hilariously said, a lot shit works in my head too, Johnny Bananas, with a cartoon of a gif of people rolling on barrels. Mm-hmm. And Bananas said, respectfully, I would have to disagree, Nelly. <laughs> How about Nelson saying, like, Nelson had a great line. I don't know. If, I feel like he's like not even self-aware enough to like understand like this is like a very funny joke where he said something to the effect of like this is why I don't really worry about dailies. I just want to win the show. And that was very funny. Um, we love Nelson. 
Um, Todd Carnish has a request that I didn't let you know in advance, even though I did do it, but we'll get back in two weeks. Can you please start doing the rankings of eliminated contestants that you'd most like to see back in the future seasons? Mm. I always love this and it helped me think about who I'm most interested in seeing. So Brian, two weeks from now, please come back with a list uh, ready to discuss this. We can do it now if you want it. Oh, that's fine. Honestly, I thought we were only going to do like 10 minutes on this episode. So I was like, oh, we'll do it now. But I was like, yeah, we've done an hour. But yeah, I mean, I'm prepared. If you want to do it, we could do it. I, I look, this will be uh, off the cuff. I, I'm pulling up everyone. I'm like, this will be my impromptu feelings about how I feel I about mean, everyone. Me too. Uh, I spent I'm, like 30 I'm, seconds uh, just reordering the names from Wikipedia. Um, while you think yeah. about it, I'll I'll run through my mail list. Um, from from least excited to most interested, whatever. This is not necessarily likely. But this is who I want to see back if, I, if I'm the producer. Yeah. Turbo mm-hmm. Bottom. You're casting. <laughs> Turbo, number one, last. Then Kim. Then Nam. Sorry, Nam had to say it. Then Sam Bird. Then Tommy. Then Darrell. And then my top three. Third place, Johnny. Second place, Jack. First place, didn't see this on my bingo card. Jay. First place, Jay. You know, when you were reading through some of those names, I feel like another reason why I am higher on the season is they, we got really fortunate with, I feel like, the elimination boot order. I feel like losing, like, I, like you listed off the top five of who you want to, like, see back. Like, I hope we don't see any of them ever again. Like I feel like we got super fortunate with how these people went home. Because if like if Nam was still coming around, where and like it was Nelson that got sent home or Bananas, like I feel like we got pretty fortunate of the people who were left compared to the people who were sent home. I feel like we're left with like the cream of the crop outside of I feel like having Jay and Michelle still in the mix would be fun and Laurel. But for the most part, I'm pretty much good with everyone that's been eliminated. Well, um, yeah, the vets ran the table and the rookies took each other out. So. Yeah. There are some but people on the, the women's side I don't lost. even remember. There are two women I do not remember on the women's list. Well, yeah, one of them, I mean, Nam's partner, I'm thinking he even got an airtime. Um, still more <laughs> professionals than Kenny, though. Um, bottom, <laughs> Turbo, absolutely. Never see him again. Um, two, I, I would put Nam at number two. Never see him again. Sorry, I was super distracted in the football game, like the craziest play I've ever seen the way it ended. Uh, sorry. Turbo Lab. Don't tell people uh, that you have Tur- television on while you're doing this. I know. So rude. Turbo it's Lab. so rude. I, 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 I told you, I don't like just staring at a screen. Just don't like, tell not- people. You can do it. Have the respect to lie to the audience. Okay. Turbo Last, <laughs> then Nam, then Sam, then Tommy, then Kim. But you can put those five in literally any order. Oh, yeah. I, I was like, what? Any of them. <laughs> you put them on any order. I don't need to see any of them ever again. Uh, then Jack. Then... I can't do it. Then Johnny. Then Darrell. Then Jay. I almost I almost put Johnny ahead of Darrell. And honestly, I wouldn't even be that upset if I did see Johnny's name over Darrell. I feel like Johnny would add a little bit more spice. But I just can't do that. But I would put Darrell then, <laughs> then Jack. <laughs> All right, totally respectable list for the ladies. I have yeah, and the second the second that Kenny is eliminated, drop him back <laughs> with the group of five that we can never. <laughs> I mean, you know what's unbelievable? They had in that first like fifteen minute segment, right, where they were having like the the love 
retrospective of all the pairs. And I think every single partner was like a dual confessional. It was just Casey in the <laughs> confessional. Like, I know Kenny got a confessional support during the challenge, but the fact that they couldn't even give them the confessional together at that point is insane. I don't know. I don't know how you have Kenny in the room and think he would be good on the show, right? Like, I, I don't know. Maybe he's just not reading on camera and he's got this like magnetic, incredible personality. There's just not reading on camera, but like it's just kind of surprising. He seems like a really nice I'm, guy. Like it's not personal. I just I'm sure he's a fantastic guy. I'm sure. But the fact that even Casey, the first episode, yeah. was like, yeah, I'm like the electric one personality-wise in the family. Like I feel like that should have been the calling card. I'm like, well, that's not great. Like, you know, Casey brings some other things to the table, but it's certainly not like her electric personality. And if we're finding out her brother is the less version of that, like, I mean, is it all because they to work backwards, like we want to have bananas on, but bananas would only do it with Nani, and Nani would only do it with Casey. So to get Casey, you needed to have Kenny. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. Um, getting to Kenny the women Clark. from the yeah. bottom, I have Emmy Tam- Tamara Tamara. Who's who's her partner? I don't remember her at all. Turbo. Oh, okay. There you go. Then I have Sis, Colleen, Veronica. I have Raven. You know, change my mind. Kayla, Veronica, then Raven, then Laurel, then Michelle. I, I, I could split mm-hmm. hairs between Laurel and, and Laurel, Laurel and Michelle tied. Yeah, they're one A, one B for sure. Um, yeah, I would say Emmy last, then Tamara, one A, one B down there. Um, <laughs> Sophie, so brutal. Sophie. I love it. But, so but it's funny. brutal. But you know what? It's a brutal game. I you want to see back. Actually, you know what? Let me, I'll give Emmy the honor of being one for just like quitting because she got mud yeah. on her. Tamara above her. She didn't quit for that reason. So I'll put, I'll put Tamara too. Um, yeah, Colleen three, but like, I mean, I would put Colleen ahead of, again, all the other five guys that we mentioned in that bottom group before. Like, at least she got in the mix. Colleen. I feel like I would like to see Sis back. I would like to see Sis, like, on her own, not, like, having to have, like, that forced friendship with Tommy. I feel like she could be good. <laughs> but Sis for uh, Kayla. I'd like to see Raven back. I'd rather have Raven back than Kayla. I just feel like we've seen Kayla for her arc. Um, I'd rather have Raven. Then Veronica, Laurel, Michelle. But, I mean, Michelle and Laurel. Uh, actually, I put Laurel one and then Michelle, but I want to see both back. Um, all right, Brian coming in hot with his takes there as always. We love it. Um, quickly, uh, Murray wants to know where people are talking about the challenge. I don't know that answer. If you know, please write in. Well, well, we're talking about the challenge, but people, if you want to engage socially, not on Reddit in the challenge, uh, let us know. We'll plug it for Murray. Um, Norris has an update on Challenge Australia. Sad to say it, but uh, don't know if you guys have already talked about it, um, but Challenge Australia has gone to the streaming graveyard after performing very terribly. Do you think the challenge is a oh, show geez. that can be enjoyed by the casuals? I feel like it's much more enjoyable when you understand the relationships of the cast and can understand why they're making the decisions they're making. Wait, like it's just not airing anymore? They're just not showing the season? I guess it's going to streaming straight to streaming now. Like it's like they moved it oh, to I Paramount it was Plus. Streaming. 
Oh, interesting. Oh, like it was on Australia, like network TV, and now it's not even on that anymore. It's just on Australia Paramount Plus. I mean, this is what Narissa said. I don't have any more information. I did watch. I did watch the first episode. Um, to try to like, it was like very similar to Challenge USA. I think. Uh, I think I saw people talking about, it, but they did like the exact same daily that they did in one of the seasons uh, in that season where they had like run up the soccer field and like collect the puzzle like the circles to fill out your tic-tac-toe yeah, board. Some people wrote into that us exact one. that they're doing this. It's the same mm-hmm. setup, like the same yeah, mater- it was, materials. It was. Yeah. They had the algorithm, the whole, the whole shebang, the whole shebang is back. Um, yeah. I mean, look, I, that's why I think we've struggled with the, the challenge USA, right? Like I think that thrived a little bit for a while because it did have the inner workings of these people from prior seasons. But I have always felt that the, ch- the challenge as opposed to Survivor, which you can put anyone on there, the Survivor will be good. The challenge is good because of the people, not because of like the structure of the show. But I mean, the structure of the show is sometimes <laughs> super messy and screwed up. It's the people that make the show, not the other way around. So when you don't have any connection to the people, I can understand being like, this is ridiculous. Why am I watching this? I mean, we don't, right? But presumably, you know, like the great Shannon Gus told us that they're like really heavy hitter reality people. Now, maybe they don't have connections to each other, but like... In theory, right. it should work. And in theory, like celeb quote unquote reality should work in like, you know, the new show that's coming to Peacock with like the daggers and Ceres on and Kyle Cook from Summer House. Like in theory, it should work to take people who have worked on television and put them in the house like the big brother insert into the challenge. But I don't know, maybe it's not working. I, I haven't seen it, but uh, sad to hear it. Would like to would love for it to be taking off. Hmm. More challenge. Um, and look, there'll be the Challenge Global Finals. They actually, I remember in the premiere, they made more of a note of that, uh, the stress that, like, the people you eventually go represent your country in the global one. They didn't really do that as much in Challenge USA other than the voiceover. So they did try to make more of a note with that. Um, and then Candy Carlotta says, Ali, please mention the PVS Aaron Judge Twitter incident. I don't know what that is, Brian. Oh, yeah. So people, <laughs> I, I got to understand my my Twitter audience sometimes doesn't realize that I care much too much about the Yankees. So when I thought Aaron judge uh, was signing with the giants, I let out a tweet. Basically, let you didn't know any better. It was, it, it, it was like an SOS call. I think I said like, like I hate life and isn't like not worth living. Like, I think it was basically something like that. And if you didn't know what it was about, you would be very concerned about me. So one of my mom's Twitter friends responded being like, Brian, I'm like, I'm, I'm thinking of you. I'm sending you all the positive thoughts. I hope, I hope everything's okay in your life. <laughs> my mom sent me the screenshot. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. It's just about our judge of the Yankees. Like, everything's okay. <laughs> yeah, here's the tweet. I actually didn't comment on it. I saw it and I actually meant to text Akiva, like, what sports thing is going on? that right. this is about but forgot but i was cons- i was mildly concerned but pretty confident it was about <laughs> it's sports. A very concerning tweet. It's a you very said concerning tweet. complete december 6th completely and utterly dead inside <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> no hashtag dead. no like hashtag yankees like just completely and utterly dead right. inside. i didn't like quote i should have i should have quote tweeted it the tweet indicating it so people would understand the context just letting them out on like a random tuesday at 6 p.m is not the greatest of context i I completely understand that here's what's hilarious about it is it got one retweet and two likes and two comments and both comments were yours i think people didn't know what to do with this (laughs) it's totally fair look i know my yankee tweets also don't get as much traction 
as like my challenge of survivor tweets. I, my Yankee tweets are just my own self diary. So I really should just like put them on the draft, especially when it's something like this. Cause uh, yeah, it was, it was dark times for like five minutes in my head. So here's, a, tweet it. here's an important uh, addition, a piece of additional information <laughs> for plain view. Sue. Plus he got Wordle into good day. Yes. <laughs> well, was it joust which wordle did you get into it was it was like because i did house first and then it was set up perfectly for joust. house oh house 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 yeah wow incredible great work yeah felt great felt great but yeah Aaron, look aaron judges the yankee again oh, and i i'm not dead inside everything's okay completely everything's and okay. utterly <laughs> dead inside incredible we love it yeah put that make that your uh twitter bio Oh God! Yeah, right. No one, <laughs> no one will check in on me. I'll tell you that for free. <laughs> oh man! All right, we will be back not next week. We'll be back in two weeks, episode eleven. You can follow me on Twitter, Cohen Brian underscore. Right now, maybe my TikTok is Brian Cohen twenty eight. But by the time you listen to this, I think it will be Cohen Brian underscore. And hopefully, I will be able to come up with a TikTok, and it'll be posted. If not, DVD. Follow you. At last tweets. We'll be back in two weeks. Till then, have a good one. Step into the world of power, loyalty. And luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.